welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to our first Kosafa episode of 2021, where we look ahead at the African Nations Championship that gets underway in Cameroon today. It's a tournament that was due to be played last year, but has been postponed because of the COVID-19 epidemic. There's plenty of Southern African interest with Namibia, Zambia and Zimbabwe having all qualified for the finals and hoping to become the first winners from the Kasafa region, as well as showcasing the quality they have in their domestic leagues. We will speak to the Namibia Football Association president, Ranga Haikali, about his team's build-up to the tournament, as well as the Zambian journalist Kalumiana Kalumiana who will give us some insight into his country's prospects. And we will also provide our own analysis of a competition that has grown in stature since it was first played in 2009 and features just eight teams in the finals, a number that has since doubled to 16. Namibia Football Association President Ranga Haikali joins us now to discuss his side's preparations for the African Nations Championships. Like many other sides, uh, Namibia have had their problems affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mr. Haikali, thanks so much for your time. Can you tell us the latest with the squad and their preparations for the finals in Cameroon? Yes, as you know, we started with the preparations going into camp on the 7th of December. Until the 24th of December, the team uh, took a break, but basically also uh, uh, stay in, in, in camp. They could not join their families. And immediately after Christmas, before New Year, they went into training. And then again, after uh, New Year, they they continued with the training to date. Uh, they are all in camp. We had a slight hitch in terms of uh some players testing uh, positive for COVID-19. They were detected earlier, and we did uh, regular checks, checks up, keep them in isolation for the time. And then Monday this week, we did another final test of which the results are coming today. The team is planning to fly out to Cameroon tomorrow morning in two batches. One group is flying in the morning, the other group in the afternoon, and then departing from Joburg to Douala in Cameroon. So uh, everything is good. We we, we have 33 uh, players in camp. We are certain that those that might not recover fully or that might still have the COVID-19 positive uh, in their system can be uh, let out by the coach. And we need a minimum of uh, 15 players. However, we are certain that we will send a full squad of 23 players if there are any that might test uh, uh, positive in, in, in that regard. But uh, everything is in full swing. I spoke to the coach yesterday and he's very optimistic that uh, the core of his team will be going with to Cameroon to compete in the Chan Cup Championship. Mr. Akali, you've got to explain one thing to us. Um, Namibia has not had a professional league for a couple of seasons now, yet you qualified for Chan. That's an incredible achievement. This is the second time you're going. How do you explain uh, the fact that uh, you're not playing league football, yet you are good enough to qualify for such a prestigious tournament? Does this say something about the quality of footballers in Namibia? It says uh, a lot about the quality of football in Namibia. However... Without bragging, I also want to say that the under-20 team went to participate in the Kosafa tournament, and they end up playing in the final and also qualifying for the Mauritanian game. While you have these youngsters or players not playing in any active football league in the country, and I regret the situation where we didn't have any active league. 
So playing professional, playing amateur or semi-professional also has got its uh, advantages and disadvantages. And I'm talking about players playing for the love of football. If you look at the quality that Namibia was producing, the likes of Peter Shalulile uh, playing for Sundowns uh, and, and the others playing in, in South Africa and uh, overseas, you really see the hunger for football, but it all goes with talent. Uh, Namibia has got talent. You have got um, versatile players that uh, just really need to be guided in terms of coaching, in terms of development, but it's all natural talent and the hunger to play football that drives all these players to perform at the level they are performing. And I want to add that the teams that are going to participate uh, in Chan or the players that are going to participate in Chan are not just going to participate, but they are going there to compete. And they, there you, you will see a lot of raw talent that still needs to be uh, developed because Chan is for locally based players. And these players are all aware that there will be scouts looking at them and they all want to develop their, their football, though they are playing uh, local leagues now, I'm I'm quite sure that uh, uh, their performance will be above normal. And Mr. Hakali, how do you assess the progress of the national team under coach Bobby Samaria? I think Bobby has taken a core of the team that was under uh, coach uh, Ricardo Manetti. And uh, that goes with the great majority of the rest of the technical team because he needed continuity, he needed stability. He had up a few more talent that were not considered in surprise, surprise. Uh, a lot of other players and potential uh, uh, had to come in. But also a blessing in these guys is that when he took over this team, about eight to nine players were players playing in, in foreign leagues or outside Namibia. Now, the Chan is only for locally based players. And these players saw this as an opportunity because the league was not active to really showcase their talent. And Coach Bobby had informed me that he was highly, highly surprised by the aptitude and the attitude of the players in terms of uh, performing. There was competition for talent. And he told me he's really happy with the quality and the standards and the output that these players have uh, made. And... I just hope that it will continue to grow. And with the additional uh, qualification for the under 20 that will participate, you will see a consistency in terms of younger players also coming in because after Chan, you might have a, a great number of players that might be called up by teams in other countries. So your crop for locally based players uh, uh, will, will, will need more talents to be identified. And I hope by that time in end of February, beginning of March, we will restart football in Namibia and more and more raw talent will be uh, coming up. As president, what um, target have you set the team and the coach? Where do you, what's the minimum requirement that you've given them? Quarterfinals, perhaps? Yeah, it's always uh, uh, very difficult. I gave them instruction based on the ESCOS discussions that we want to see performance. Their contract is until the end of March, which is our end of the financial year. And they all know that after the Chan Championship, their future as technical staff coaches and, and the rest of the technical staff depend on their performance. However, we, we never apply the shotgun approach in terms of holding it against their head that you need to qualify. But the best performance will be to at least reach the quarterfinal stages. We, we have done 
several approaches or scenarios where we looked at coaches' performance. And it's not only about participating in any particular tournament, but again, Namibia has been a country of surprises, a country of great comebacks. And I'm quite sure um, out of this, the players will really be performing and we are expecting them to at least reach the quarterfinals, maybe semifinals or finals. One never know. Uh, Mr. Haikali, just the last question. We last spoke to you on the Kasafa show in July. Um, you spoke there briefly about perhaps the restart of league football in Namibia. Uh, how have things progressed for you at the NFA since we last chatted? Yeah, um, July 18, we had an extraordinary congress where our former member, the Namibia Premier League or the NPL, uh, was expelled by the Congress of the NFA, which is the highest decision-making body. And by December the 5th of 20, the year 2020, the new league called the NPLF, the Namibia uh, Premier League or Premier Football League, was then admitted as a new member. They are now in the process at the federation level to implement the e-connect the registration uh, process of both clubs and, and players. And uh, our decision was to start the league by the end of February after the Mauritanian games for the under 20 and uh, approval by FIFA in terms of our football calendar. So there should be all these processes to be in place in the first quarter of this year so that we could start the league latest by the beginning of the second quarter, which is uh, uh, March, April. Great. Thank you, sir. We are joined now by respected Zambian football journalist, Kalumiana Kalumiana, who talks us through their chances at the African Nations Championship, where Zambia will be making a fourth appearance after a strong showing in the past. Indeed, Zambia finished third in the inaugural event in 2009 and reached the quarterfinals in 2016 and 2018, something they will now see as a minimum requirement again. Kalu, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Is there confidence in Zambia that the team will put on a, a good showing in Cameroon? Morning, guys. Thanks a lot. And happy transition for to uh, Yeah, there's great optimism in Zambia that uh, the team must do well at considering the, the recent uh, performances at AFCON. Uh, chances of going to AFCON are almost nil. So, uh, Chan for everyone is, uh, is a must. Minimum, we must reach the final. Uh, as you know, we've never we've never failed to go beyond the group stage at Chan. So, standard has been set. The onus is on Mitro uh, now to, to continue with that, uh, with, that, with that long tradition, as short as it is from 2009. How have uh, the public taken to the new coach, Micho, um, who will lead the team in Cameroon? I mean, performances, have they improved since he's taken charge? Is there a feeling that he can also lift the side up an extra notch or two? Performances have been mixed, but interestingly, Mitchell's record is quite good. Um, he's uh, from his 12 games, he's won seven, he's drawn two, and lost three. The blemishes, obviously, is uh, in the Afghan where he lost lost the way to Botswana, and uh, that's where the public has been very skeptical. But he's he will be able to, uh, to lead us to, to Cameroon, the Afghan. With the chance, there is confidence that we will do something because uh, we have the firepower. That, that, that's, that, that's, that is without a doubt. But the problem is, I think we struggle a bit in, uh, in the goalkeeping department. Sebastian Mwangi has moved to South Africa. So it's a battle now between maybe 
Lamexia is from Cabo Islands, and uh, I'm not sure, but it looks like uh, Lamexia might get the nod. Now, uh, Zambia played in a uh, pre-Chan tournament. Uh, there was a 3-3 draw with Niger, uh, defeat to Uganda, but then a, a morale-boosting victory over Cameroon. Can we read too much into those results, do you think? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it was all trying, mix and matching. Uh, and I think the win over Cameroon was against a very weak Cameroon. And you know, Cameroon don't really have uh, that much respect for their local team. So I couldn't really read too much into the Cameroon win. Let's just say the, the team is still <laughs> an experimental process to, to get to the final. Last question we want to ask you, Carlo, is um, what do you make of Group D at the finals? Uh, Namibia, Guinea, Tanzania, they're not actually countries that sort of jump out at you. You think um, Zambia can top this group, certainly finish in the top two? I think Tanzania will be, will be quite tricky. They, they brought in their, their best strikers. John Boko is there, so he goes in the league. Uh, Ayubi is there. He's got something like four goals for Zam so far this season. Adam Zaga has got seven goals. It will be quite an interesting uh, game, the first one. It'll be quite tough. And uh, if you remember in the pre-chan qualifiers, uh, pre-chan friendlies, uh, Mitchell lost to Uganda. So we'll see, we'll see how that one goes against another East African opponent. They seem to read him very well. And also he lost to Kenya. So this time around, <laughs> we'll see. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be an interesting game, uh, considering, like I said, he's had problems with East African size uh, with that. Let's, let's see how it goes. Uh, Guinea, they were in uh, Morocco recently. They've lost their last two friendlies, but I don't have too much into that. That's a quality friendly that they just played as the defending champions. So that one will be a very difficult one. I don't know. Maybe we'll get, get away with a draw. Hard to tell. Uh, but we'll make it uh, first or second. But uh, they're all pretty very difficult. All difficult games we've got. Tricky Tanzania, unpredictable Guinea, and Derby against Namibia. And it's it's going to be tough, but five points should get us through. Let's have a quick discussion about this tournament, Mark, because the African Nations Championship is a pretty unique concept in terms of being only open to players who ply their trade in their domestic leagues. What is the purpose behind it? It started really where, with the proliferation of so many um, African internationals playing at clubs overseas that there really was limited opportunity for those left behind on the continent. So the concept really was to try and develop players still based at domestic clubs and give them an opportunity. Also a chance for some of the smaller countries to get yet another international competition. As you know, many countries um, get state support for their national team and the state really only supports them when they they are in official competition. They don't really get much money to host friendlies, etc. So by having another competition, you almost force the sports ministry to open its coffers again. So it was a very good idea from CAF, uh, just from a developmental uh, point of view. Now, the last five tournaments have seen two wins for the Democratic Republic or Congo, and then one each for North African sides, Tunisia, Libya, and, and last time out, Morocco, who also hosted. Can we read anything into that in terms of the strength of those leagues? Yeah, I think we can read something into it. I mean, it's been sometimes fairly circumstantial. I mean, two of the strongest leagues on the continent must be South Africa and Egypt, and neither country has done very well in Chan, but that's because they haven't taken it very seriously. Uh, Egypt, in fact, uh, skipped a couple of the tournaments, and South Africa used players who couldn't even get into their club sides. In other words, who were free for the weekend. They weren't even in the uh, squad for for local league matches. So, um, but, but Tunisia, obviously Morocco always tough leagues and the Democratic Republic of Congo have always had a high standard of domestic player. 
Now, if we take a quick look at the pools, uh, Group A includes the hosts Cameroon, Mali, Burkina Faso, and Zimbabwe. And I know it's always difficult to assess these, you know, these squads because they only really assemble for this competition. So they have no real form behind them. But how do you see this one going? Yes, I think it's, you're right in saying it's very difficult to assess because you've also got to throw into the into the equation the fact that many of these countries have not had any league action because of the pandemic. Um, basically, they're going into this competition with squads that have been in training camps, and a lot will depend on how much work they've done in the training camps, how fit they are. I think we're going to see some very tired-looking teams. I think we're going to see some error-ridden football in this uh, Chan tournament. It could be quite exciting, actually, given that uh, these are fairly unique circumstances. But it's very difficult to look at any of the teams, even with past history and with reputation, and, and try and, and predict any winners because it's such an unusual circumstance for, for most of the sides going into the tournament. We've come to the end of another episode of the Kasafa Show where we look forward to watching all of our Southern African sides in action in Cameroon. It's the start of what should be a busy year of international football on the continent. We'll be back in two weeks' time, but before then, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Goodbye.